Welcome to Interform Podcast. I'm your host, Ro on the radio, and I've got my guest, Brody Craig, here. Oh, before I introduce Brody, make sure you follow us on interform.art on Instagram and on our Facebook page, as well as our website, which is interform.art. Brody, thank you so much for joining me. Can you introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about you? Sure. Um, Hi, I'm Brody Parrish Craig. Um, I'm a poet and an educator that lives in this area. And um, I'm involved with Twang Anthology, which is a collection of transgender, gender nonconforming and non-binary art. Um, And I don't know what else to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is amazing. All of that is wonderful. So obviously I have you on the show because I want to talk about these recent legislation bills that have been trying to be passed. Now, luckily, Governor Hutchison did the right thing and vetoed the bill, but we still have a long way to go, right? Yeah, so I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but the veto actually was overridden yesterday. So oh. even though, Yeah, and so honestly, for me, I have a lot of um, conflicting emotions about mm-hmm. the veto, right? It felt more performative than like an actual tangible, useful solution for you me. You know what? Ooh-wee. That's a good point. And so like when I, I mean, so at the press conference, like he said a lot of stuff whenever he did his veto. And one of the things he said is like, you have to be concerned about the image of our state. Right. So like those kinds of comments paired with the veto that he was pretty sure was going to be overridden. There weren't really like stakes there. I think, I think it was more about political gain than anything. Um, That's my take. I can't say what other people believe on that, but you know, that's how I feel about it. And you know, within 24 hours, it was overridden by, I think, like, it was an overwhelming vote. I forget the exact number, but it was like 20 something people said no. And everyone else was like, yeah, we're going to override this. So, Uh, you know what, you have a very valid reason for feeling that way. My here's, here's my thing. As far as anything race related or progressive, obviously me being a black woman, when something happens, that is a racial or um, or anything that happens in Arkansas, I never, I'm never shocked. Is that bad? Because it's like, eh, you know what I mean? It's Arkansas. Like if I hear, like, for example, the, uh, the fire chief that was arrested for, you know, an Asian, an Asian hate crime, I'm like, it's Arkansas. Like I'm only surprised when things go the way they should. However, it is 2021 and I feel like we should be going forward and not backward. But my, I think my concern is, so, you know, Arkansas is very pro-life, right? Mm -hmm. So how can you be pro-life, but anti-trans? I'm, I'm very confused. Like I'm very confused as to how (laughs) that works. Yeah. I mean, I think the answer is simple. It's just about people like using these like belief structures to harm people. Right. Right. Like, I mean, at the same time, like it makes sense to me because there's this idea of like people shouldn't have autonomy over their own bodies. And so that's happening with the anti-trans legislation and with the pro-life legislation. It's just different strains of the same, like we're going to control other people's bodies and what they choose to do with them. Right. So I but see they can't that wear a mask though. <laughs> it's like oh yeah i don't want to wear a mask it's an infringement on my right okay then you might know you know where where everyone else is coming from what do you want people to know like people who are listening what do you want people to know 
about the LGBTQ community, about trans, the trans community in Northwest Arkansas? What do you think they should know that they don't know? Um, I think for me, like one of the things that I'm noticing is right now, you know, um, with all these bills, folks are, you know, maybe supporting trans actions or supporting the trans community or speaking out like because it's in the news right now. But I think one thing I do want folks to know is like, you know, trans people are trans every day. Right. Like that's yes. not just the days of the legislation. Right. And so like there needs to be like consistent support and consistent care for the trans community in Arkansas, because there's a lot of trans folks here. Um, mm -hmm. Before I came out, I didn't know that. Right. Because I was in my isolated bubble. And now it's like, I don't know, like there are so many trans people here that I love and care about, you know, across the board. And there's a large community here, but, you know, you don't hear about us enough. Right. And so I think it's really unfortunate that the one time you do hear about the trans community is when we're being harmed. Right. We also need to be celebrated like on any given day. Like I think it's there's this thing where like and I don't think people are aware of it necessarily. Um, but, you know, like there's more of a focus on trans pain than there mm. is just trans experience. Right. So whenever like, you know, there are these harmful bills, which one of the things with the bills, too, you know, there's HB 1570 that, you know, got overridden with the veto. But there's been so many other trans bills. So the same day that. um Hutchinson vetoed it. Was that yesterday? Or maybe it was the day before. But yesterday, for example, um, another bill passed, HB 1749, which is also an anti-trans bill that says um, teachers don't have to call students by their name or their pronouns if they don't want to. And it's like prohibited, right? So that bill just passed yesterday in committee. Um, prior to HB 1570, there was also SB 289, which is a medical conscience bill. So basically, if you have a moral, ethical, or religious, or whatever kind of reason you don't want to treat someone in the healthcare environment, like, you don't have to. So, obviously, uh, that targets, like, trans people, but also queer people, or really anything. This bill's really messed up. Um, and then there was also SB 354, which is an anti-trans sports bill that basically bans trans women from playing sports at both, you know, the public school level and higher education. Um, Oh, yeah. And the 1749 that passed against names and pronouns, that's actually higher education, too. It's any state sponsored like education. So I think the thing that folks might not realize if you're not really tracking these bills is there's been a lot of anti-trans legislation before 1570. And there's a lot still going on. And there's a lot that they're going to keep pushing through this legislative session. So I think that's one of the challenges for the trans community right now, especially, is that it's just like an onslaught of bills. It's not just 1570. It's like, there's so many that are getting pushed through. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, that's why the veto felt really performative because Hutchinson signed a bunch of these other bills and they're like, oh no, it's not targeted, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it is targeted. It's like a ton of bills all at the same time. You just taught me something because I was trying to have a little bit of positivity, right? I was trying to be like, you know, maybe, maybe he did the right thing, but to your point, and you have very valid facts to back this up, which you've just shared with us, it does seem a little performative. It's like, okay, you could veto the bill, uh, but then there's so many other bills that are that are coming through that it's like, it almost doesn't matter, right? It's yeah, like, I mean, I think like, you know, HB 1570 was one of the, was an exceptionally dangerous bill. Um, and is an exceptionally dangerous bill in the sense that it bans all trans health care for trans youth. Um, and it also like has a clause in it, I believe, where it can 
let insurance cover insurance companies um, not include trans coverage. So that's not just for trans youth, it's for like any trans folks, right? Um, which I don't think has been mentioned that much. Um, so I think like that bill especially got a lot of news and was really important. So mm-hmm. like, it makes sense that that's been the focal point. But at the same time, it's like, there's so many that are like working together in this massive, like, you know, intentional way. Cause we've got like from the school system to sports, to healthcare, you know, across the board with SB 289 as well. So it's like they're targeting trans folks in like every aspect of life all at the same time. Yeah. And that's overwhelming. But you do want people to see the trans community as more than just the struggle. You want, you believe that visibility is important. And right now people are only seeing, you know, the pain of the trans community, but you want them to see more of what the trans community has to go through on a daily basis the positivity they deserve to be celebrated and i totally understand that man you you came prepared i want you to know that listen folks brody ain't nothing to play with he came with the facts or i did i get your pronouns incorrect let me correct myself i use they them yeah they them came prepared absolutely my thing is the, the the problem I'm I'm having a lot of problems with this, of course, but you don't have to agree with someone's lifestyle, right? To use empathy and to set that aside to do the right thing as far as voting for the right legislation, right? Like for example, me, I don't think that models should pose completely nude on Facebook or on on Instagram. And I don't think you should put your whole life on Facebook. You know how people put their whole life and it says, see more. And you're like, we didn't need to know all that. But but that's, that's not my life. I may not agree with it, but they could do whatever they want to do. I don't understand why people feel like they have to force their religious views onto the legislation. And I, do, I don't, like when you said that about teachers saying, you know what, they don't have to call the student by their preferred pronouns if they don't want to. Why is it about what's comfortable for the teacher and not what's comfortable for the student? That's the that's the problem right. that I'm having with it. Like the teacher would probably make his or her job a lot easier if they did what was best for the student, right? Because they would be learning better, they'd have a positive learning environment and their scores would reflect better. So it's just, it just kind of seems like the focus is on the wrong, the wrong people, right? Am I wrong or? No, I feel that. I mean, I think that there's just this like um, power grab that's happening where like folks like just want to have power over trans people. And I think one of the things that especially stands out to me is a lot of these bills are targeting trans youth. So what I like my personal view on it is like, I think that these legislatures for some reason think, oh, well, if trans people can't be called their name in public schools, if trans people can't play sports, if trans people can't get healthcare, trans people are just going to disappear. They're going to go away, right? Which is not true. Like you can't actually legislate the trans experience away. Mm -hmm. Like it makes things like more difficult, but like trans people are still going to exist. People are still going to come out. Like this is not new, but I think some people like, because they're just ignorant to it think like they can just legislate trans experience like trans lives out of existence which is not the case you know like we've always <sighs> I'm so people. glad you are talking about like you are so smart like you 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 realize that they're targeting trans youth so they could try to 
minimize the experience that when they're adults, they're just like, well, I can't do this. I guess I'll just conform and be whoever society wants me to be, right? And you caught that immediately. I am smiling. You are, Brody is so smart. Golly. What a, listen, I'm about to just let you go. What? How do you feel about people who, I feel like people fear what they don't understand, right? Do you think that people are just ignorant or do you think people, there's a cognitive dissonance going on? Like you're not going to get them to understand regardless. Do you think that there, that some education that people would be open to it and maybe they could understand the trans community a little bit better? You know, I think it depends on the person. Honestly, it depends on how open-minded the person is to understanding. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I think that like we're all raised in this very binary, like gender normative society where like the expectation is like, you have to be this way no matter what. Right. But like, Mm -hmm. when we think about gender, like no one is a hundred percent like male, female, however you want to put it. Like, you know, we all have our own different like varieties on the gender spectrum, whether we're trans or not, Mm -hmm. like, you know, that you might like have like a different hobby than like what's typical for a woman or like, yeah, I want to dress a different, like, you know, a man wearing a pink shirt, but pink's supposed to be for girls or like, it could be like anything that tiny. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like absurd that we've put these like labels on everything to be like, Oh, this is for men. This is for women, much less like those aren't the only categories of gender. Right. Like I don't identify as male or female. I'm Mm -hmm. not any of that. Like I'm just a non-binary person. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, I think that realize like the problem is folks not thinking that like anything else can exist. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it is fear. A lot of it is fear. A lot of it's like misunderstanding. I think also we live in a world where we have to have a constant enemy so we don't have to look at ourselves. So it's like, Oh, if we can like have someone else, you know, that we can point the finger at, like, we don't have to look at our own behavior, like what we're doing, you know? And like, we don't have to be accountable. Ooh, Brody. Ooh, Brody. Woo. I, I don't know. I don't know if you're old. I'm old. I'm 38. Okay. So when I was growing up, I had an idol, an eighties idol named Grace Jones And the reason I love Grace Jones is because she did not conform to the normal, right? Like she was androgynous. She, she resembled a man or a man's features. And I love that. And I decided like, you know what, if I want to do, if I want to play the trombone in the marching band, even though only boys play the trombone, I'm going to do it. So like you just spoke to my personal experience, even though I felt like, I couldn't relate to the trans community because it's like, okay, this is, this is a different lifestyle, right? But it's what you just said. It's, it's anything saying that you're supposed to do this because you're a girl or you're supposed to look like this because you're a boy. Like me having short hair and I have no chest at all. Like I wish I did, but <laughs> you definitely, you spoke to me. Wow. This is just amazing how, informed you are about the topics because I feel like people can speak on topics, but if they're not educated about it, you know, they could be steering people in the wrong direction. And I feel like you just educated so many people just now. What, what else do you think? Cause I'm interested. Like, I'm just like on the edge of my seat, Brody. What else do you feel like people should know? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think like, you know, speaking back to what you were saying, you know, like 
it's really a matter of everyone choosing to go on the journey of unlearning what they've been taught, Mm. which I think everyone is capable of that. The question is, are people willing to do it? Um, so like for me, like I didn't come out till, I mean, people come out at every point in their lives. Right. Mm -hmm. But I didn't come out till my, um, early twenties because of the way I was raised. Like I was raised in a very like conservative Southern Baptist, like family that was very much like men do this, women do this. There's not Mm -hmm. a lot of wiggle room there, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, um, for me, like, I don't know. That was my experience too. And so I think there's this like thing that people like assume that like, just because like, maybe this is where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. I've always like had these opinions on gender, always like been non-binary and like this or whatever, you know? And so like, the reality is, is like, I had just as much stuff to unlearn so I could get to where I am today as any other person. And so I think like, um, it's really important for people to be willing to do that work and to think critically about, you know, their own gender or how gender plays a role in the society that we live in or binary or these experiences um, in order to really like make that change. Cause like part of it, you know, is like being like these legislations are terrible, but part of it is that like individual work and like being willing to like, you know, think about these things and talk about these things and not make assumptions, you know, and Mm -hmm. go from there too. And then let me ask you this. Now, would things be different if maybe some of the uh, politicians or the legislation members had trans family members or a trans daughter or a trans son? I feel like they're not putting themselves in anyone else's shoes but their own. They're not using empathy because they personally haven't had to deal with it or they don't know they have to deal with it. Do you think things would be different if that was the case? I think for some of them, yes. Um, You know, like my, you know, going back to my upbringing, like my family was not um, super accepting early on when I came out as queer, much less as like trans. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, different family members have different ways they've approached that, you know, over time, like, for example, like, let's say my mom, like, I don't think she's going to listen to this, but anyway. Um, So like, (laughs) but you know, my mom was very much like not understanding at all in the beginning of when I was coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, but the beautiful thing is like, she loved me so much as her kid that she started, she was just like, I love you no matter what, you know, I'm here for you and I'm on this journey with you. Right. Which is amazing. But at the yes. same time, like I had other family members that were like, nope, we're done. You know what I mean? And so, and then, so I think it really depends. Right. Mm-hmm. I, but I think that people, um, having that like empathy is easier when they actually like are willing to like look around and like meet another trans person or like know another trans person or any of that right like Mm -hmm. I think for sure like that's important and it helps but I think unfortunately sometimes people just are still gonna you know live in their little box and not yeah and they feel like if they deny it that it disappears that's the strange part to me that they are considered adults or considered like functioning adults and it's kind of very telling and it's very interesting to see that that's how they deal with things that they don't understand or things that they don't want to deal with because that's obviously not, that's obviously what they do in more aspects of their lives than one, right? You can't, you're not, if ignoring the problem is not going to make it go away. And, and, and seeing something as a problem instead of an opportunity for you to learn is another issue. Yeah. And I think what really shocks me, like at the end of the day to like boil it down is like, what tangible harm are trans people doing in society? Right? 
Like literally. How like, are I they bothering you? Zero examples. Like, what are we doing? I really don't know. Like, no one can tell me. <laughs> like, you know, like, like what, what is the real why issue? Why do we need to be legislated? Why do we not need to be able to go to school? Like, what what harm are we actually doing by existing as people in this world? And if someone can give me like a solid answer, that would be great. But I feel like their answer is going to be like not a real answer because like, we don't all. have one. We don't have one. And so and I feel like with healthcare, there should be a bigger responsibility. Like just because you don't want to, just because your religion may not, you don't feel right about doing it, then you need to get another job. Let's be, you know what I mean? Like, let's be real. Like your job is to take care of people of humans that's your job is to provide medical assistance your job is not to decide whether or not you want to do it or not your job is not to decide whether you feel funny about it and if you do you probably in the wrong field right like if I'm a police officer and I don't want to arrest people or I don't want to use a gun then I probably shouldn't be a police officer just just saying like just it's it should be as simple as that and that's what I just I really don't understand it yeah, I don't either. It's it's really mind blowing. I think that society is just set up to be this way. And until enough folks like choose to go on that journey of like fighting for it to not be this way and not just in terms of like, you know, legislative power, but like, I mean, it has to be a social change. It has to be a cultural change. It has to start with like every community relationship. You know, it's not mm-hmm. just because the reality is like, for me, at least, I don't believe that I don't believe that the laws are going to ever be where I gain my freedom. Like, I don't Mm. believe, like they have the ability to like prohibit stuff and ban stuff, but I just don't personally think that the state is ever going to be on my side just because of the Mm. way it's set up. And so the question is like, what can people individually do to support trans people um, outside of that system? Because the system is intentionally set up to harm trans people. That's not new. It's intentionally set up to harm a bunch of different people from a bunch of different groups. That's like how capitalism works. Mm-hmm. That's that's just how it is. Um, and so like the question is like, you know, what are ways in which we can support one another outside of the state? I think sometimes is what I go back to too. Because um, it's more than just the laws. Like, yeah. It's the way people treat other people in public settings. It's the way people discount certain opinions based on on how they identify right it's like well you you are this or you are that so you can't speak on certain topics I think that is part of it right we need to welcome all opinions and we need to make sure everyone is seen and heard and the visibility is there like what what do you feel like there's some things that we can do not on the legislation level like just as people in general like if I'm at a club or I'm at Walmart and how would you want to be treated? Like as far as the trans community, how, what do you don't, what do you don't, you not want to hear is it like, cause I know for me as a black woman, I don't want, I don't want somebody come up to me if they're interested and be like, Oh, I've always wanted to talk to a black woman. I don't want to be fetishized. I don't want to be like, Oh, there's some good chocolate right there. Like I don't, <laughs> there's some things I don't want to hear. So I feel like, like, what, what are some things that you don't want to hear? Yeah. I don't want to be objectified, like kind of similar to what you were talking about. I feel like people can be like really objectifying or can be really like hateful. So like, 
a couple things that like come to mind, like with what like we were talking about is like, you know, like walking down the street, if I'm in stilettos and have a full beard, which I do sometimes, like mm-hmm. people look at me not nice, like at all, you know? And um, I mean, I've had people like scream slurs at me, like stuff like that. And I think that's part of, um, I think that's part of what people don't understand. Like there's this idea that like, because we're in, Fayetteville we're in like the liberal part of the state where it's like that is not my experience that is not my partner and I's experience at all Hmm. um and so like I think yeah that's part of it it's like just like being treated like another person and like not being like harassed for sure but also not being objectified right like you know I am a non-binary person but that's like one aspect of my experience you know Mm -hmm. I'm a poet I'm a writer I'm a family member I'm a partner I'm a genius cat lover. Like there's so many different like aspects of who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, not having my like transness at the forefront in yeah. individual conversations is important to me. And like, also, um, you know, feeling like I don't like have to be in a box. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's the other thing, you know, like everything I'm saying is how I feel, but you could meet another trans person that has completely different opinions on like half of this stuff or all of this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's not like one spokesperson person for like the trans community, you know? Right. And I think that's important too. Is like, you know, I can only share how I feel. And like a lot of trans people can disagree on a lot of different stuff. Like we don't all have the same experience. Right. We don't all have the same opinions because that, you know, being transgender is only one part of our experience, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. I, I have learned so much from just talking to you. Thank you so much for being a genius guest on our show. Sometimes guests don't know what to say (laughs) and they don't come prepared. And so I got to like fill it in. So you definitely informed everyone. Brody, tell everyone where you could be reached if you want to be reached. That is on social media. I haven't, I have an artist website, so it's brodyparishcraig.com. So Mm -hmm. I think there's a contact form on there where you can reach out to me. Um, But yeah, and then also for the art project I work on, Twang, you can follow us on like Facebook or Instagram at Twang Anthology. Thank you so much, Brody. That is Interform Podcast. I'm Ro on the radio. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. It's Ro underscore on the radio, all one word. Follow Interform on Instagram at interform.art and our website, interform.art. Thank you so much, Brody. Thank you.